Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Fast the Brew. I'm your host, Mark Cunningham. And today I am pumped to announce the second iteration of the Shop Table, the episode where I bring on three former guests from the podcast to basically pretend over Zoom that we are sitting around a coffee shop table and just have chats as a group um, because coffee is community. And that is what I believe. And I've talked about it before. And yeah, that's what the shop table is all about. It's about bringing the coffee shop table into the virtual world. And today I am so excited for this group of people. It's, it's kind of a random group of people. Uh, they sort of had connected randomly with each other before, but super hyped to bring them on all today. We're covering four different time zones in this podcast, four. So it was a bit of a mission to organize. And one of our guests, uh, is a champion, did this at 1.30 in the morning, their own time. So we have on today's show, Kat Malheim of Coffee People Zine. We've got Lenisa Williams of Barista Life LA and Hustlers Cup. And we have Ben Hamilton of Process. And yeah, I'm just so excited to bring this group of people on. I Part of the reason I wanted to bring them all on is because they kind of fall into these niche categories in the coffee industry. Uh, now, Lenisa, she does work as a barista, but Barista Life LA sort of fits in a in a niche and she's opening Hustler's Cup. And just a plug before we get started, uh, if you are a fan of coffee doing good, then uh, please go follow Hustler's Cup. Consider giving to their GoFundMe. They're opening up soon. Um, and Lenise is fantastic. If you've listened to my episode with her before and today, you'll learn lots more. You just She's just great. And she's opening a coffee shop in LA uh, in the community that she's from. And that's it's just incredible. So Consider going to support, even if it's just a follow, go do it. Yes. Anyways, so Lenisa, Kat, and Ben, we've got an excellent episode today. Uh, and like I said, I wanted to bring them on because they fit into these niches in coffee. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that nowadays. Um, just that coffee can be more than just a coffee shop and, and a roastery. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot more going on and people are finding creative ways to to use coffee to their, you know, to be to show their passions and we're going to talk about that in the podcast uh we're going to do the get to know you game again like i did in the first one which is super fun um but it's a great episode uh fantastic people and i just love the fact that we managed to figure it out despite the fact that we are in four different time zones and three different countries which is also super cool so without any more talking about it here is shop table two and i hope you enjoy it All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pass the Brew. I'm your host, Mark Cunningham, and I am super pumped today for the second edition of The Shop Table, where I bring in three separate guests that I've had on other podcasts together to act just like we're sitting around a coffee table at a coffee shop. Um, and today it's awesome because I have three people from three different time zones, and including myself, we are in four different time zones. So this is an exciting episode. We've got Kat Melheim from Coffee People Zine. We've got Lenissa Williams of Barista Life LA and Hustlers Cup. And we have Ben Hamilton of Process. And I am so hyped that you guys are, you folks are all here with us today. Thank you so much for joining me. Woo! Come on. Thank you for having us. Yeah. All right. So uh, we are going to get started with a little bit of a get to know you game. And I played this on the last shop table. So for those of you that listened before, you you might be uh, familiar with this game. It is called Two Truths and a Lie, where we are going to tell each other three things about ourselves. 
two of which will be true, one of which will be a lie. And the rest of us will attempt to guess which one is the lie. And so I gave these folks about two minutes, not even two minutes, like 30 seconds to prepare for this. <laughs> I just sprung it on them right before we went live. Love it. Uh, and so it's, it's going to be a good time. So uh, I'm going to, because this is my podcast, I'm going to choose who gets to go first because that's the fun part of this. And we are going to start with uh, Lanissa Williams down in Los Angeles. Oh. You're going to go first. And I will say, I believe your mic is muted. So just a heads up before you start. And yeah, so Vanessa, tell us, tell us three things about yourself. Let's see, three things about myself. Um, my favorite color is blue. Um, I am, I have five sisters. Okay. I prefer decaf over breaking. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have to. Th- my guess is that the decaf is the lie. I have to. I have to think that decaf is Better the lie. Better be. <laughs> I've got a follow-up question though. Like, what does prefer mean? Does it mean like I like the taste better, or is it like I must have for sanity reasons? Ooh, that's a good follow-up. That's <laughs> a good date. Or is it just the lie? It's the first question. It's just the lie. It's just the lie. Okay. Oh, very good. Okay. Well, sorry. I, I put on date down that lie, that rabbit hole. I put Lenisa on the spot there. Made her go first. But thanks for thanks for starting the game off. Uh, let's hear from Let's hear from Ben. Ben, let's. Uh, Let's hear yours. Um, this is, so I actually did Camp America way back in the day, two years running. So then I had to have this like in the bag every, My man. every year. So I have um, a piece of my lung missing. I have a piece of my heart missing and I have a piece of my kidney missing or removed. Oh, okay. I know one of those for sure. Uh I'm going to say you don't have a piece of your, your, the kidney is the lie. That's, that's my guess. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. The kidney is the lie. Cat thinking hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the group. I'm going to say, yep. <laughs> do that. Okay. Uh, no, I have a piece of my kidney missing. I don't have a piece of my lung missing. I've got two oh, good lungs. As far as I know, I haven't had them checked recently. But. Okay, so there might yeah. be a piece missing. So, that, so you, you don't know. Be, we could have yeah. been. Yeah. Okay. You guys could have been prophetic. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, that was that was a good one. He had that ready yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cat. Let's hear it. All right. All right. So my here are three three things about me. Um, my band in college got third place at Battle of the Bands. I was on a Norwegian reality TV show and I've traveled to six out of the seven continents. Oh man. Good ones. That is tough. Your band didn't win. Oh no, I'm rooting for your band for sure. Yeah, but maybe her band came in first. I'm gonna say you didn't come in third place, you came in first. I'm gonna go the positive so that I seem like a good person. (laughs) 
uh, I want them all to be true. I'm go- I'm gonna go with the lie being the was it Norwegian? Was that a reality TV show? I'm gonna go with that being a lie. But I hope you got it. I was almost on a Norwegian <laughs> reality <Okay>. TV show. <laughs> I, I auditioned for this for this Norwegian reality TV show and I got in the top 24, but only oh. top 12 were let onto the show. So I was like this close. What but what what kind of show was it? It's called it's called Alt for Norge, and it's um they take people with Norwegian like ancestry and bring them to Norway to compete in like cultural challenges and stuff. Wow, uh, it's That's the, pretty dope. I, I know. I'm like, it's like my biggest regret that I haven't uh, that I didn't get to go on it. But they the show is canceled now, so my hopes are hopes are gone for winning that but that's still pretty cool even the almost part is cool okay i will i'll just rattle mine off here i wrote them down ahead of time uh so my three things about me number one i used to have my trampoline instructor certification so like olympic trampolines uh i love the ocean and i used to race downhill mountain bikes i'm gonna say you don't love the ocean why would people let People shouldn't like the ocean. It's a scary place. <laughs> a downhill mountain bike. Uh, yeah, yeah. You don't love the ocean. This is this is correct. I I do not like the ocean. <laughs> I I don't mind. Like I like the beach and I like water. I live on a lake right now. Right. I love lakes, but the ocean scares the heck out of me. Oh, okay. It's too deep. It's too big. You, nobody has any idea what's going on down there. Yep. I'm not down. No, hard pass. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hard yes. Pass. And I do. Yeah. The trampoline instructor, I thought that would throw people off, but the ocean that one was, good. that was, that was good. So, all right, everybody. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was too simple. The other ones were, um, well, yeah, that's too bad. I'll have to work on that for next time, but okay. Thank you very much for doing a little bit of a get to know you game. Uh, I work at camp, so I try to bring a little bit of camp into these cause I just think it's more fun that way. Um, Sweet. so my next question for everybody is kind of my my standard first question for the podcast but what coffee have you had today i won't say drinking right now because for many of us it's later in the evening or very early in the morning in ben's case <laughs> i'm like almost ready to start again <laughs> have another one but yeah what have uh what coffee you've been drinking today uh, I've oh, been uh, I've been on decaf by so we're we're going back to the decaf. I've been drinking decaf. Um, I've I was drinking uh, black and white roasters sugarcane decaf. That's the last thing that I had. Oh dang! How was nice. that? Right. How is it's it? So good. It's so delicious. That's tight. It sounds amazing. It's very good. Lanisa, what have you been drinking today? Um, well, I worked at uh, South LA Cafe today, so Carver's Dream is usually what I sip on. Um, yeah, so that's what I, I had that as a cold brew. So Ooh. that was my first sip today. Very nice. Yeah. And Ben, how many have uh, you had today? <laughs> I've had right. a good few. Yeah, I was working working around. Um, yeah, so I had a good few. But I, I went to a uh, relatively new coffee shop in Belfast called Napoleon. Um, you know the guys that run that. Yeah. Uh, and had a coffee from a roaster in Amsterdam. Um, I think they're called Rum Baba. Um, yeah. But it was an anaerobic Ethiopia. Um, so it was bonkers. It was so good. Um, <laughs> That's and awesome. I got a little tip. I, I was actually, when I went in, there's a guy ahead of me that bought me a coffee. That was lovely. Um, and then I got a little wee extra because we were closing up when I left. And so I got two coffees. 
Oh, nice. Or nothing. And they were both incredible. <laughs> I was, so just context, Ben and I worked together at Guilt Trip Coffee. That's how we know each other um, in Belfast, Northern Ireland. And we... <laughs> because we were a multi-roaster, we used to get free samples just constantly. And sometimes you get like merch and shirts and stickers or whatever. And so we always used to say the one thing you learn from working at Guild Trip isn't how to make coffee, isn't like about coffee. It's how to get free stuff from people. <laughs> so, so Ben's clearly Yeah, super valuable. Um, so I was drinking today. I had a natural Ethiopian from a roaster called Mall Grab Coffee. Yeah. Um, small Matt. He's he's a great dude. His his branding is legit, and he's obsessed with The Simpsons, which I just think is hilarious. But it was real tasty, and um, so I managed to get his coffee up to Canada, uh, which is becoming surprisingly easier and easier. The more I buy from the states, the more people are like, "Yes, we want things in Canada." So here you go. Thank you. Um. But yeah, that's great. So everybody's everybody's all, well, I was going to say caffeinated up, but cow is on that decaf. So not that today, but uh, everybody's had their coffee, which is great. And so I would just like everybody, we'll kind of go around one at a time and just for you all to learn a little bit more about each other. And then also just for the listeners to be reminded if they haven't heard your episodes, but can you just give us a little bit of background on what it is you do now in in the coffee industry we won't go too much into backgrounds because we'll leave that for the actual episodes we all did together um but if uh cat if you want to start for us and just let us know what it is you're up to now in the industry yeah i'm the founder and editor of coffee people zine which is an art and coffee print publication um that comes out every three months that's that's my main thing and then also just general coffee person i've I'm a barista, roaster, consultant, freelance here and there, but Coffee People Zine is my main thing. Sick. And well, I mean, this won't be on video, but this is the most recent Coffee People Zine, and it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen or read. It's incredible. This is the one, like, I literally got it and read through every page the first day I had it, and it was just bonkers good. So Thank if you don't you. have it yet, Coffee People Zine, go get it. Yeah, I, and I can't take credit for this issue. This was um, KP was the editor for this mm -hmm. issue and she did a, um, an amazing job. Like yeah. all props to her. Knocked she, it out of the park. She really did. Um, she did a fantastic job. She took the picture for the cover. She did all the layout. She, yeah, she's, it's a, I, and I can say because I didn't make this issue. <laughs> it is a beautiful issue. Like yeah. it is just so brilliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, Lanissa, what is it that you currently do? It's many things, but what are you doing right now? Currently, um, I am in the process process of opening up Hustlers Club Cafe, uh, based right here in Los Angeles, off of Slauson, in between Fifth and Sixth Ave. Um, uh, Alora Barista Life LA. Um, we do barista training, consulting. Informal training, uh, just coffee education all around. Um, I also work for Oatly. Yeah. <laughs> As their marketing development manager for Southern California. So I wear many hats, but uh, my main thing right now is making sure that we can get um, hustle stuff open by November 14th. That's, that's where I'm spending all my time right now. What's coming up? Yes, it is. That's so exciting. <laughs> That's so exciting, yes, though. It is. That's rad. Uh, 
Excellent. And Ben, what is it that, that you do? Uh, so I run process or process. Um, <laughs> And I, it's uh, like a coffee and lifestyle supply co as far as um, its online presence, um, but kind of the same thing um, as the team is like uh, I'm consulting with with startup and existing coffee shops um, um helping helping some friends out with some things and just kind of seeing what opportunities come up. So I'm pretty early early days in in, uh, in what this can be but um yeah so i'm kind of just having a load of fun playing around with what is coming up there. yeah uh, and uh the um the thing with process your your big thing is collaboration right yeah, can you sure. tell us a little bit about that uh yeah yeah so i mean like that's yeah that's that's it um it's collaboration and i i I saw somebody um had posted like recently like they were kind of they were kind of making fun of that that, like collaboration is the new free where people are just like hey let's collaborate like in brackets can i have some free stuff um but so so i was like oh flip like i better make a like it's more clear that this is definitely like i'm not just looking for free stuff because that doesn't put food on the table for my family. Um, this is, it's, it's actual collaboration. It's, it's building relationships with, with people. Um, and in coffee, I've just found that to be one super easy, um, because the majority of people in coffee are super cool. Um, and, uh, and, and really open to, to relationships, um, mm-hmm. and, and connection. Um, and, and anytime I've, I've, reached out it's it's been reciprocated um so so at the minute i've kind of got a couple of collaboration projects that i'm working on um when i started when i kind of launched process i brought over some coffee from the guys at hex coffee roasters in uh in charlotte um but i'd kind of already built a little bit of a relationship with them so brought over some of their merch some of their t-shirts and then did a print the process print on that as well so kind of created this dual brand tea so that if people wanted to buy a process tea they could actually invest in two brands um and a brand that's that's based in charlotte that otherwise might not get kind of kind of showcased over here i guess um so it's cool for somebody to buy a bag of coffee and and brew it up for a week or so but uh yeah um, if they can buy a t-shirt and rock it for life, that's even better. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, and one of the so part of the reason I I, I chose to bring you three together, uh, because I mean none of you really like Cat uh, and Linissa. I know you guys have sort of connected before, uh, and Ben and I have worked together before. But as a group, we've obviously never you know never really chatted before this. Uh, but one of the reasons I wanted to connect the three is I think that you each have these interesting businesses that are sort of well linus you you're opening an actual coffee shop now but before with barista life la doing the training and the consulting and like kind of working with different people and stuff like that you sort of fit into these niches in the coffee industry that aren't like the standard you know roaster barista shop kind of vibes and i really like that because for a long time i think just the coffee industry was just this you know it was just these standard things and now we're seeing more and more of these really kind of like interesting 
things that may have started as a side project now become, you know, viable businesses. And I just wanted to ask what drew you away from sort of the standard or what drew you into what you're doing now? What was it that, you know, you got into coffee, but what drew you to do what, what you're doing now? What do you think? Um, yeah. And anybody can feel free to jump in. I, I'm, I'm super interested to hear what, um, what Captain Melissa, um, what their take on it is, because like that, that was, that, that was my thing was kind of just, it felt like once she kind of went down the rabbit hole of coffee, there was a realization that like every other job I've ever had is there's, there's this linear progression or not, depending on where you're working. Um, and then with coffee, it just seemed like you could do that, but there was also, or, or you could just go totally left field um, and, and kind of kind of create a bit of your own destiny um, mm. and, and have way more fun doing it than any other job that I could kind of see myself doing ever. Um, mm. but, but I haven't seen it kind of play out as much. Um, in coffee except for with people like yourselves um so yeah i'm that that was why i was super hyped to be be at this table yeah let me say wanna you want to go for it first um sure so like the question is like what what drew me to want to be in coffee what drew you to do barista life la you know this idea of like doing something sort of outside the norm of Mm -hmm. Regular jobs in coffee, I suppose. Um, well, what drew me to want to do Barista Life, Barista Life LA was the lack of resources that I was denied or wasn't mm-hmm. not entitled, but I wasn't presented. So I took good notice of that, and I already like have a like I guess like a teachable background, or like I my. Like my mom was, she taught, like I went to, before I got into anything that I was getting into, like I went to school to become a teacher. Like that was like growing up, I was like, I think I'm going to be a teacher, you know? And I think that is what drew me into it. And like the, the fact that I didn't see anybody who looked like me and I was like, or if I did, it, it was, it was rare. And I was just like, you know, there's an opportunity, there's an opportunity here for me to, to showcase like what I do and let me communicate to people in the way that I feel would be, um, you know, receptive. And, 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 I, and that's pretty much what it was like, let me just do something that, that, that can give others hope that they can do things as well. I don't know if that makes sense. A hundred percent. It makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And were you were you working in coffee? Did you kind of get into coffee and work as a barista straight off the bat? Uh, yeah, I started at Starbucks in, uh, in like two thousand and five. Yeah. And I worked my way up there. Then I took a break from there, and then I got into Pete's Coffee. Learned as much as I could there, and then had to branch off and do my own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's rad. Kat, what about yourself? Yeah, for me, it was more, I was a barista and a roaster in the coffee industry. And I saw the like value structure that we place as an industry on 
competitions and especially like even at the local level, latte art competitions. Mm -hmm. And I saw the same people win that over and over and over and over again. And at the same time, and, and usually the people who won those competitions were relatively privileged off the bat. Um, and so I just started taking note of that at the same time that I was getting more involved in like coffee community and realizing that the people around me, the people in the coffee industry had so many more talents than pouring a really great, you know, 12 tiered tulip. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love latte art. It's great. But, but I started realizing that, yeah, the people that we were giving admiration and adoration to were the same people, usually straight white men who like owned their own cafe so they could sit behind the bar all day and practice their latte art if they wanted to. And yet there were so many other people in the industry who were brilliant musicians, photographers, poets, writers, artists, but we didn't have anywhere to, like we didn't have any mechanism to recognize their brilliance. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why I started the zine really was because I was curious at, at latte art competitions, like who out, who, who out, who gets out in the first round, who still has amazing stuff to contribute, but we don't, we don't ask them those questions. We don't ask about, you know, what do you do outside of just brew methods and roast curves and latte art? Um, so that was really the, the inception of the zine. And it was really, it started out as a, a side project. Um, because I, again, I was just driven by my own personal curiosity uh, in my own like local scene. I was living in Denver at the time. And then I started an Instagram and through Instagram, other people heard about it. And through going to like Global Coffee Expo, I met other people in other cities and in other countries who were like, oh yeah, like everybody I work with is a brilliant artist or mm. has something on the side. And and there's no way to celebrate that really. So I just kind of start, I started the zine for my local community and it just kind of grew naturally. And about a year ago is when I left my quote unquote traditional coffee job. That's when I, that's when I, I quit my roasting job that I had at the time to focus full time on the zine. Um, because I felt like at that point it was at a, at a somewhat I don't want to say critical juncture, but it was at a point where if I really wanted to do this, if I really wanted to focus on the art side of the coffee industry and the creative side, um, I really wanted to pour myself, my time, my best energy into that rather than roasting coffee for somebody else. Um, so yeah, right. just kind of jumped into it, took the, took the leap a year ago. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was actually, uh, so I recorded another podcast last night with, um, I don't know if you, any of you are familiar with Dre Murray from Black Gold Creative. Um, so Dre, Dre's a rapper um, originally. Oh, and has he been working at Onyx? No, I think that's oh. his, that guy's Instagram hit Dreadhead in the lobby. That's, no, no, no. That's black and white. No, Anthony, black. that's Anthony. He's at yeah. black and white. Yeah. Uh, no, Dre. So Dre and his friend Billy run Black Gold Creative, which is a podcast, but they're starting to roast their own coffee now. 
uh, I got connected to him through the first sip tag of all things. Like we had, we had no idea who each other were before that we got tagged. And then we started seeing like similar things in each other's Instagram where we were like, Hey, maybe we would actually be friends. And we started talking and whatnot. Um, But we were talking about that, that same thing, this idea that like in coffee, you so, so often you just have these people who are like just coffee friends because all you can talk to them about is coffee and you don't really know anything else about them. And like the reason Dre and I connected is because one day he posted a first sip and he had like a Star Wars mug that had the lightsabers that changed with the heat. And I was like, whoa, that's six. Let's let's talk about that. Um, And so that was like the first, you know, thing outside of coffee that we talked about. And then that ended up connecting even like Lanisa and I, when we were doing our the the podcast together and she mentioned she worked at the lego store and we went off for like 20 (laughs) minutes about lego because i was like that's amazing um so i just i really like that i really love this idea of like finding out other things about people in the coffee industry as like that's the focal point of what you do um and ben probably won't mention this but for uh cat and for you linissa ben is a phenomenal musician as well has his own He's got a bunch of songs on Spotify, Benjamin Hamilton. Yeah. Phenomenal artist. He'll, he won't talk about it cause he's very humble as well. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's, I think that's awesome. Um, and so Ben, like, why did, why, why process process, however you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I'll, I'll cave at some point and start to start calling it process. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I, th- I feel like there's, for the most part and that's probably why like cats um uh like intrigue was just peaked so much like the and like people who work in coffee like for whatever reason for whatever whatever reason that draw that like like inherent draw of coffee just draws people who are seem to be creative or or have have that that thing um which then usually draws them to want to find a side hustle or to scratch the itch or do something else. Um, uh, yeah. And so, so for me, that, that was, that, that's always, that's always the thing. So I worked in a coffee shop um, initially. It was like my first coffee gig and then got approached by two guys who wanted to start a coffee shop. Uh, so they wanted to open up a coffee shop. Linus, I've just noticed your Ghostbusters tattoo. That's so tight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have I have a couple uh, that are that's that's incredible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 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 yeah, so so got approached um about that so, and it was just kind of at the the concept phase of we want to open up a coffee shop and we wanted to do donuts. And so then that I got kind of free reign to kind of like figure out that whole concept with um, a friend of mine who does uh, branding and design pretty much build out what would be the ideal coffee shop um, and ran it for three years um, and then and then it just it, it kind of it all culminated at, at that moment that we all we all know where you just know like there's there's the time where you're you're going to kind of move on or yeah or something something needs to shift um and so with process that was kind of where i was just starting to kind of draw on these relationships and feel like there was just a whole load of options that were out there that potentially i couldn't kind of actually 
actually make happen if I was connected to one one thing, one one uh, machine that was that was ticking over and selling coffee and doing its thing, um, and also then technically a competitor to to other people that I didn't want to be seen as a competitor. I wanted to like be champion and these people as well. Um, <laughs> And so, so it, it then kind of got to that point where I kind of had to tr- try to get my ducks in a row to a certain extent of kind of like, okay, I maybe have a consultation here and I maybe have something that I can do there and I can get some t-shirts and sell some coffee through these cool connections. Um, but, uh, but, but you wouldn't know until you stopped working at this place and then said, all right, that's, I'm open for business. Like, let's do this. Um, I just chose to do that the day after we went lockdown over here in Northern Ireland for COVID. <laughs> so um, the two consultations I had were off the table. I then had the I then had coffee coming over from the states, um, and then was was on furlough with my previous job and couldn't move on any couldn't move on any new project until I was off furlough. So I had to kind of quickly do. It. Pivot and sell a coffee to some friends and family, and then, and then about three weeks into that, I was just like, Do you know what, like, stuff it, let's just go for it, and yeah, um, yeah, and use some savings for a little bit. Some, <laughs> some savings I'm doing in very commas for all the podcast listeners. Yeah, saving. <laughs> yeah. Air, right. quotes. air quotes. Two kids, a wife, and a mortgage. That's that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, especially not when you work in coffee. Like there's yeah. this, yeah. you know, we all no. love coffee. There's not a ton of money to be had in it. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah, this, yeah, I think and that's if, yeah. And if you make like well, I, like people obviously make money somehow, but I feel like for people like us, as soon as you make money, you're like, oh, I could do t-shirts now. Like, Yeah, I could just spend it on new things. <laughs> oh, uh, all gone. How yeah. can I recycle this dollar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mugs. I'm doing mugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. Every time I... Every time, every time a paycheck rolls in, Hannah, Hannah will laugh at my wife because, like, the first thing I open is, like, new roasters that I want to order from. I have literally on my to-do list, underneath my work to-do list, is coffee to order. And it's just all these different <laughs> I, roasters. I fully expect you to have a spreadsheet right. that's color-coded with right. ro- yeah. ro- roasters by priority. <laughs> yeah. The problem is everybody just keeps releasing new amazing stuff. And I'm like, well, now I want that. Like, I just bought... <laughs> If you guys know Ethnos, like Kenny Baker, he roasts yeah. uh, Gucci Mane for uh, Bart, but um, he just released the most rad collab I think potentially I've ever seen, the Red Willows collab. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go. because So he yeah. released it for Indigenous People's Day. Uh, it, the bag is just beautiful. The art's incredible. It, it support, it's supporting the Shy Nation in Chicago. The coffee also comes from... a women-owned producer and a bunch of the money goes down to them as well and he's getting it like basically directly from them uh, and so i just bought that and then he released it and i was like kenny man you couldn't have told me to wait a week like what the heck <laughs> he's got you so he's got you so that's the, that's the that's the that's the problem there's just so much good stuff out there but he just really i can only drink so much coffee um, that's uh so that's awesome. That's the kind of the reasons you guys uh, fell into the niches that you did. And I, I really like that. I think there's some commonalities there, which is really cool. Um, 
along the lines, Ben, you sort of mentioned COVID. And one of the questions I wanted to just talk about as a group, it's not so much me asking it as it is just like a, a discussion question, but um, over the past eight months, six months, whatever we've been in this for now, uh, we've seen the world has seen crazy changes, right? From a, a pandemic to, you know, another pandemic in terms of systemic racism coming to the forefront of the news and all this kind of stuff to massive changes just happening to happen in the way we do business and the way we interact with people. Uh, so what changes have you all seen in the coffee industry during this time? And it can be a positive or a negative change, but I just think there's been a lot. And I think it would be interesting to, to see it from different points of view, especially because we are, we're scattered all over the world. So, right. We're going to see it from, from different angles. So, um, yeah. What, what do you see that's changed? What do you see that is changing? Is it a positive? Is it a negative? Discuss. Mm-hmm. Oof. There's a, I would say just a lot in general. I mean, I I've seen, I really, I'm interested to hear what Lanisa has to say because I've seen, you know, more than a handful of shops close and you're about to, you're about to open a shop. So I'm curious about that. I mean, it's, it's been interesting to see who's opened, who's closed, who's paused, who's, yeah. you know, been able to make it through. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm interested to hear about how, you, how are you making that work? You're doing yeah. it. How's Hustler's Cup coming? He has <laughs> <laughs> No, it, 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 it's a slow process. Like, um, yeah, it's, a, you know, a lot of stuff goes into opening a shop make sure that we're doing it on that day and like I literally had a conversation with my business partner today we were talking about like do we think we're going to be ready on that day I'm like I'm not 100% sure <laughs> mm-hmm. but we're still you know I'm here every day and stuff like that still trucking around um yeah I've seen a lot of shops close or you know a couple, like some chains have you know shut down a couple stores and I'm just like well what what was it that that like these shops are doing that this shop is not. And what I've learned is just like people are like really learning how to pivot. Like and you're 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 switching gears. I mean yes you're still offering coffee, but yet you're offering other things that we need right now. And I mean I'm at South LA uh, you know two days out the week and I watch what they do. They have like um, uh, like meal programs, grocery like grocery boxes and stuff like that to so still generate their their uh, you know their income, but it's still providing a service to the community. So I feel like if you're not there to really provide for your community or a service, then they they know that they're not going to spend their money there anymore. Like these are you know some of the I feel like maybe these are some of the reasons why the shops are closing. And mm. yeah. But I mean, I have noticed that we've been, I've noticed through the, like through the pandemic that um, a lot more people are, I would say like giving me a chance, Mm -hmm. you know? They're like, oh, maybe we can work with you now. Um, Which I don't always see as a positive nor negative. Like I had a conversation last week with, this was a company that I applied for Last year, last year, and, and this is like right before the pandemic, I applied for this company. They completely, not completely, but they just was like they turned me down. And I was like, okay. And like he gave me his advice, like, oh, maybe you should do this, this, this. 
And I was like, all right, you know, I'll take it. I'm not, I don't have, you know, I'm not mad about it or anything like that. It just stayed away. But last week he, you know, hit me, hit my knee and asked me to come by. And then, like, he wanted to apologize for not knowing because, like, because of the situation that's going on right now, like Black Lives Matter, he just wanted to give me in. Or is it because you see that I was in work? Just because I don't have a huge fan base doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm doing. Like I did, I didn't know how to take that. I just was just like I talked to you know a couple of people about it, and they do. Everyone has their own opinion. But yeah, that's what that's definitely what I've noticed this pandemic. A lot of a lot of dynamics going on, huh? Mm. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why I wanted to ask the question. I think like you know, there's there's been just so many things come up, and and yeah, Linda, you're right. Like sometimes, you know, what might seem when you say that it might seem like a positive, but it's not actually a positive thing. You know, um, you know, or it might be, it might be a negative. You know, what whichever it is. But I just think there's, yeah, there's just so many dynamics uh, going on that, yeah, I just wanted. I was interested to hear, interested to hear what people thought. Yeah, I know you like free like that's crazy to be open a new shop. Um yeah, super exciting. Yes. When uh, November? Yes. Yeah. And is it like are you like is it fed out? Are you do you have like gear? Um, so everything yeah, is no, are you in it right now. I'm sitting in. I'm sitting in it right. Yeah, I'm in it right now. I'm here yeah. every day. <laughs> Things get delivered. Yeah. So the ice machine came today with the filters and all that. Um, I got a couple boxes. The espresso machine is supposed to be coming in um, either Thursday or Friday. And once that happens, then the gentleman who is putting finishing up my coffee countertop will come in and drill the holes and stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, is that a siphon in the in. background as well? It is. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee chemistry. It is. Coffee chemistry. Yeah. I, I had to um, order another, like, a re to refill it with the, the, the liquid or the gas or whatever it's called. Um, and I didn't want to do it in my house, so I was scared. So I got it here, and I was just like, let me open up the doors and let yeah. me do it. Yeah, and yeah, it, it, it totally worked perfect. I was just like, all right, I got this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. You're literally <laughs> cooking with gas now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, Ben or Cat, what about um, what about you? What, what's what's been sort of your observation experience during this time? Yeah, I'll say. I suppose I have a. I have a window into kind of like the, I don't know, bigger, quote, bigger companies uh, that like sponsor a bunch of stuff because the zine is mostly run by sponsorships and mm -hmm. um, like ads. Um, and everyone has frozen their marketing budgets for the pretty much foreseeable future. Oh, so that's something that I've been I don't know, dealing with, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. um, just because they're, yeah, they're, 
you know, the, the alternative milk companies, the manufacturing companies, the uh, equipment companies aren't putting money towards, um, towards media right now. And it's, it's tough. I know uh, Fresh Cup magazine, I know just released or just announced that they're going to be closing at the end of this year because they can't make it. Um, oh man. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know another, a, a couple other, um, I mean, there aren't a lot of coffee media companies, um, but I know we're all struggling. We're all having a really hard time because um, we don't have any way to, to pay people to support ourselves without, without ads and um, sponsorships. Um, personally, I'm able to kind of weather this storm because I moved home with my parents, mm -hmm. um, which was partially a decision because of COVID. I'd been thinking about it before, um, just so that I could could continue to work on the zine because it it isn't really it's not it's not a sustainable thing yet. Right. It's not making enough money to pay my like my bills in general. Yeah. So um I yeah I moved home to get rid of my bills so I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's 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 been a bit difficult and especially to see because I also know a lot of other like small companies who depend on sponsorships or like community organizations that depend on on sponsorships don't have as much of that support right yeah. now or there isn't that that kind of fallback or that bank to to kind of get us get get through so mm -hmm. that's been a bit tough like in terms of quote in terms of business what right. I'm seeing, you know right. um otherwise yeah i'm just seeing shops close not many but a few shops open um i think i i'm really excited to see how finally there is money being pumped into black owned businesses and black owned coffee shops mm -hmm. um you know it's a tragedy that it had to take more and more public deaths of people mm -hmm. for for that money to finally be placed where it where it has not been um but i'm really glad to see black and brown business owners able to able to fund the things that they should have been able to fund for years and years and decades so. for sure yeah. Yeah. nice shirt lanissa Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Black and Bruce Wag. Yes. Those are tight. Uh, and so Ben, Ben, what's uh, what about you? What have you sort of seen? What have you been feeling, dealing with? Um, I've got, well, so obviously I'm in a, in a, a different different country in we Northern Ireland, and so mm -hmm. it's 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 a small country, and it's 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 had 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 issues but obviously just just not on not on the same scale as in population um wise so so it's just been a different dynamic um and being in coffee then you're you're getting this kind of this global view or at least like european and us kind of uh interface with kind of what's going on um so i guess it it, it hasn't seemed as kind of as crazy over here as far as like coffee businesses and um and, and the struggle um but it's been super interesting because obviously i was segueing into 
consultation stuff. So like my, my two kind of initial consultations were with a startup restaurant, like high end food restaurant. Um, there was like an Asian fusion restaurant that wanted to introduce specialty coffee to that. Um, and so that was like a really great opportunity to try to like change the restaurant game. That's just no matter, no matter how fancy the restaurant you go in, well, you don't go, I, I don't go into fancy restaurants, but like from what I've heard, <laughs> you get, you get to the end of your meal and then the coffee's just, it's just whatever, like it's plug and play, um, which just has always blown my mind um so that was a great opportunity that then i was worried that wouldn't happen uh thankfully it came back and then um and then the other one was a was a coffee shop that had just got going before covid um and they were able to sustain some sort of takeaway through the whole kind of lockdown thing um so that was really great for them um, but there are there are a couple of places that, that have closed down um uh, yeah and yeah like like Linus was saying it's kind of like you're you're seeing some of these places close and wondering kind of yeah wondering what what the reasons were for, for whether that wasn't w working or whether whether maybe the people funding it like who didn't have the passion for it or just just decided it's not worth it um and maybe that's not the worst thing in the world if it's if if what we're trying to do with with coffee is a bit more than just selling units um if, if people do have passion for for that industry and for the people in the industry then that's that's maybe not too bad um but but yeah it's it's, it's just an interesting dynamic over here um i'd initially connected with kat just on, on instagram when you were moving back to minnesota like just after kind of um or just, yeah just when you had moved back um because you were like on the ground there and like to just try to get a read on kind of whatever how, how everything was going because mm -hmm. like then I, I was transitioning into self-employment in coffee mm -hmm. so but but didn't ha but that was just kind of felt like coffee people are still like like that's that's my people like how, how can i like how can i still stay connected with that mm -hmm. um uh when's 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 this episode gonna air there's one other thing that was going uh probably not next week but the week after so like two two to three weeks but i can make oh, it three okay. if there's something well, that you want to say it might still be too too soon i don't know okay well tell us off air because then we'll we'll just okay, keep it yeah yeah we'll t he'll tell us off air so those okay, of you yeah. that are listening don't get to know <laughs> Don't, too don't bad for the, you. <laughs> it uh, might, not, might not be that exciting anyway. Yeah. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's cool. Uh, again, just like hearing the different perspectives and like Ben said, just being in a different country. Like, I mean, for me, I'm a little bit closer in Canada and we have, you know, I think a lot of people in the States and around the world think Canada is like this place where people are always nice to each other and stuff like that, but we have just as many problems. Um, ours tends to be a bit more to the, the indigenous side and the stuff we've done to first nations and things like that. So uh, we've been dealing with that as a country as well. Uh, but in terms of like what I've seen, cause I'm not in the coffee industry anymore. This um, COVID kind of made me realize that I wanted to be again, um, like yeah. having left and now working in, I guess you would call it leadership development, I suppose is what I do now. Um, but I was like, okay, I miss the coffee industry. Like, what can I do to get back into it? And so launched the podcast and I've talked to like a lot of different people from 
all over the world, uh, you know, from people in Europe, Canada, the States, um, some people who are, live in the States who weren't from there, uh, Ibrahim, who's originally from Ethiopia and Australia, like that was, that was a great conversation, but just hearing the different sort of perspectives on it has really, I think, show me when we talk about this idea that there's some shops closing and some shops not closing, uh, I think there's this, Lenisa, you kind of hit on it where it's like, if the shop is not contributing to the community, it's the community is not going to buy in. And I see it as like, if you don't have something that connects people to you, like if you don't have a mission, a vision that really like brings people to you and, and you're there, like, I want to be a part of this, you're not going to survive. And I think there was just a lot of coffee shops that were like that. They were just like cookie cutter, you know, reclaimed wood Edison lights espresso machine guy who looks like me bearded tattoos wow. you know and just and just roll right because you could do it right but yeah. then it came down Deep to like room. okay well i don't have a lot of money to spend i'm gonna spend it in places that i know that i feel connected to and i think that's been really cool to see is is you're seeing the the roasters the coffee shops the niche people who really do care about mm -hmm. something rise to the top you're seeing yes. the, them start to get more recognition more funding, more people, like all this kind of stuff. And I think that's, it's just going to drive our industry forward more. There's a ton of stuff we obviously still need to work on. Um, but I think this has been like an unfortunate catalyst to positive change. I think yes. that's like the easiest way to frame it in yeah. multiple different ways. But um, and, and just to tag on to that, actually, because you, you just reminded me of like, I, I'd kind of seen a, a few, um, a few shops that were, like Linus was saying, having to pivot, um, and maybe what we've done with Speciality Coffee with like focusing on the experience and um, the exclusivity of it, um, mm -hmm. and kind of making it this this next level, which is did, did like did a lot of good stuff, I guess, but one like alienated a lot of people and pushed a lot of people to the 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 boundaries, um, but also then kind of meant that the money that we were investing in in certain aspects of specialty coffee um we maybe actually didn't need to and so, so now like like you're just like 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 you're saying it's, it's yep. the, those, those shops that maybe have to pivot and go okay we don't don't need to buy that that type of mug or or that that's that certain um fancy like fancy brewer for for what we need to do for this community right now like we need to serve really good coffee that's ethically sourced traceable right to origin and, yeah. and tell that story um and, and, and then support the community through that so you're potentially still spending the same money um and that might still look just as hard for an independent coffee shop um but hopefully then we we come out the other side still yeah. surviving um but having done a, a bit of a better service to what we're actually what the whole point of um of specialty coffee mm -hmm. um, or just coffee as a as a gift to us yeah. should, should be for sure and you kind of touched on this idea of ex accessibility so we we created this industry that was like really like hyper exclusive which was the problem right and that's a real good way to have your industry die out if you're not careful so I've actually been having this next this this conversation with a lot of people, and it, I, it's the question I want to ask, and then we'll finish up after that. Um, but as we move into, I had this conversation with uh, Carla Sims, awesome happy home, 
you haven't heard him go buy some coffee of course uh but he, he asked the question on his instagram he's next what up is on it process. he's coming he's coming in next yes he is that's so exciting yeah. um he asked the question why does specialty hate dark roast and i'm gonna lump decaf into this as well uh yeah. because i think yeah i've been drinking more of it um because coffee and anxiety don't mix uh, but yeah, what is it um, about dark roast that has caused specialty to just like shun it essentially? Because not all dark roasts are bad. Like there are some horrible ones that are you know they're they're terrible, whatever, whatever. But with the knowledge that we have as an industry about coffee, we could make good dark roast no problem. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge chunk of the population that likes dark roast and that's half the reason they don't go into specialty shops you know the other half is they feel uncomfortable but that's a conversation for another time but this idea of like why to especially hate dark roast and what should we be doing with it uh so i guess that's my question is like and and decaf same thing um why is this yeah. there you know there's that whole like movement of death before decaf um <laughs> and uh and stuff like that but yeah, why? Why? Why is it that we would? I mean, I don't hate dark roast, but why does specialty have an aversion to it? I honestly, I'm a fan of dark roast. I'm a fan of decaf. Um, I definitely prefer I'm like a medium roast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just think that maybe because it just they put out, like, I've had really bad dark roast before. I'm just like, what is this? And I think I think that because it, so many have put out bad, like, dark roast, that it's just like, why are we going to try to even fix it? But I, like, I understand that you're saying, like, we have all this knowledge now, and we should be, you know, I feel like we could be putting that back into, you know, creating some awesome dark roast. I've had some really good decaf too, so I'm, I, I'm not, I don't frown upon it at all. Mm-hmm. Totally, I, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it was a pendulum swing, like that, like so much coffee was dark roasted, like previous to like second wave, third wave, like right. it was just a, a lot of it was thrown into big machines and toasted to bits and. So then when people started focusing on, oh, this coffee can taste different if we don't do that, then I feel like the pendulum swung back and everybody was like, oh, super light roast is the way to go. Like, let's take every coffee to light roast. Mm-hmm. But like the, the way that I feel about it is some coffees are really great light roast. Some coffees are terrible as a light roast, you know, like pr- not notwithstanding the... <laughs> like the the roasters experience and like how right. good a roaster is but like some some coffees just don't taste good as light roasts because they're too bright they're too acidic you know whatever um and some coffees don't taste good as dark roasts because they you know you need the sweetness you need the balance mm-hmm. um and so i yeah i feel like it it went back and we're kind of i feel like finally coming into this place where we're recognizing that not all coffee should be one way or the other. Some coffee is best this way. Some coffee is best that way. And some people will think some coffee is best this way and some coffee is best that way. Like there isn't just one and there shouldn't be just one prescription 
prescribed way for any for every coffee or for any particular coffee because different people have different palates. I mean, and if you take any coffee and you throw a bunch of cream and sugar in it, it's going to taste delicious because cream and sugar are cream delicious. Cream and sugar taste good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, th I think also it's kind of about that exclusivity thing that you were talking about is like, if you can, if, if a person can roast something really light and taste it and say, oh, I have all of these notes and I think this and this and this, like they can kind of feel superior and people like mm. to feel good about themselves. Um, even if that means sometimes making other people, well, I, I suppose if you, if you want to feel superior, there has to be somebody who's inferior right and so i feel like there was this i don't know like establishing specialty coffee as as a luxury good you had to make it something that not everybody could like right um and and i think that that's crumbling now because we realize that that's just not true and it also just doesn't serve people and it doesn't serve the coffee either yeah and also the majority of those people who don't like it still drink coffee but they're just gonna have to drink it elsewhere yeah yeah no you're 100 uh, yeah like that like the pendulum thing is exa ex exactly my 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 view on it as well and anytime i was uh talking to people in in the cafe about it i always uh, and, and it was usually to kind of educate try try to educate them on why our coffee maybe tastes like fruitier or more acidic than but it, i used to kind of compare it to steak and, and so i was like imagine the only way people ever tasted steak was really well done so then the first person that tries a rare steak and goes, wow, that's incredible. And they're like, right, guys, nobody, cook, everyone has to cook it rare from now on. Um, and they've totally messed out all the stuff in the middle. Um, and, they've, and, and also some of the cuts of, I'm a vegetarian, so this is a very ironic <laughs> uh, like, analogy. <laughs> but, um, but some of the cuts of meat that maybe aren't as expensive um, or, or from 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 the, the best the best cow um maybe maybe they need to be um cooked a little bit more um, or seasoned a bit more or whatever it's like so, so that, like that's fine but you can't just only cook the best mm -hmm. at, at rare because then um i mean maybe you should because then it would save a whole heap of cows um, that's a terrible analogy <laughs> but you get my heart no, I got you. right guys thanks yeah. guys you're all you're all rooting for me on that one <laughs> um but yeah um so yeah i think we're kind of in that hopefully in that sweet spot where um where we can kind of we, we can we can see that that the coffee should be able to be roasted in different ways and there's also a heap of coffee that's sitting at 79 80 81 points on the whatever scale um that should be bought and roasted well as well um by good roosters who know what they're doing and, mm -hmm. and and sold um for what for what it tastes like um yeah i there's one of the roosters that does that quite well i guess is onyx here like they're roasting some incredible coffee and showcasing some incredible coffee but they also showcase consistently an awesome decaf and a showcase consistently an awesome dark roasted coffee mm -hmm. um because and, and it's like the, I was just checking it out because inadvertent plug they're the next rooster also um oh, man. Carlos Carlos and Onyx coming in hot yes side by side great combination um, um so but yeah like like that that was that caught my eye on their website was the fact that they had had a dark roost and we're like this is people people like this and people need this so we're we're going to offer it like 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, like that's good business as well. Like if you want it, like it's it's smart, but it's also like fairly healthy. Like um, to be able to provide that to someone and not alienate someone who just wants their coffee to taste that way. Yeah. Um, well, not everybody's gonna have that experience of like drinking a natural Ethiopian and it tasting like blueberries, and you being like, "Oh, this is really good." They're gonna drink that and be like, "What the heck are you just are uh, yeah, you giving and, and me I, right now?" I've 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 only had like anaerobic fermentations in, in in my kitchen at some points, and it's like the last thing you want to drink for like seven o'clock in the morning. Like, you do not want to have your like face blown off. But, like, <laughs> right. so, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, or it's like the dead of winter and you just want like a nice, it's you know, chocolatey, like, yeah. yeah. Yes. Exactly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the dead of winter up here is a little bit different than it is down in LA, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still get cold, though. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's just different kinds of cold. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Unreal. Okay, so I just want to open up. I want to give us uh, five more minutes here because I don't want to hold on to Ben too much longer because um, it's just fading, but... If you folks have questions for each other, uh, I would love to just get, give a few minutes to ask around. And if there are none, this will be an awkward one minute of silence, and that's fine. People listening to the podcast, just tune out for a sec. But if, yeah, if you have questions for each other, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and ask. I, I've talked to you all at length at this point so uh, on the podcast, but if you guys have questions, fire away. Kat, what's the, what's the what's the plan for? Do you have a plan for the next scene, or how you're gonna kind of attack those uh, those kind of sponsorships? Because that kind of surprised me. Like people are still people are still selling stuff, and they're, they're like they're still marketing, but it's they're, they've obviously just kind of funneled where the, that marketing needs to go, which is like more maybe more mainstream, maybe more as big as the billboard can be, rather than the independent that actually potentially has more reach in the coffee community yeah yeah that's a good that's a good question i've been trying to figure out exactly how to how to kind of sell the smaller distribution that i have um and to how to how to feature that because a lot of the people who are into the zine are really into it and we have we have a very like tight like close-knit um following um yeah that's it's something that i'm continuously working on i'm I mean, I have established relationships with a number of folks who, you know, alt milk companies and manufacturers and whatever. So a lot of it is just kind of checking in with them and seeing how they're doing and uh, asking about the budgets. The, the companies that I'm talking with are kind of like big multinational companies. So the people who I know aren't necessarily the people who are making the decisions about ads and whatever. Um, a lot of a lot of folks that I've heard from have frozen budgets at least through 2020 and are are looking at their 2021 budgets right now. So I'm kind of at a point where I'm just um, kind of crossing my fingers and and waiting it out. Um, yeah. Again, luckily I have parents who have my like the, the bedroom that I grew up in is still here. So I have. I, I am fortunate enough to be able to, to do this so that I can kind of wait, wait it out um, and, and spend time with my family. Um, yeah, I don't have any like big, huge, grand, like mastermind plans of how to shake the money tree <laughs> and get it. <laughs> um, just, yeah, just, just 
waiting it out, still being here for people. And again, like the other fortunate thing about living with my parents is that um, like I can kind of spend my time and my energy building relationships with people rather than needing to get money. Mm -hmm. So I'm just continuing to, you know, talk to people on Instagram live and zoom and check in with people and keeping those relationships up because that's really what I got into the zine for in the beginning. Um, so that's what I want to continue to do and continue to, to build. Um, yeah, just crossing my fingers, hoping things, hoping things get better and that they like that the companies that have money realize that supporting me will also be supporting the, the broader art community within coffee. Um, so, yeah. Hoping that that works. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Okay. Uh, Anybody else have questions? Lenisa, how many, uh, how much are those shirts that you got? Yeah. Tell us where to to get those shirts. I want want some swag. Uh, You can go through um, there. Where are they at? Um, ResaLifeLA.com. They are on there. They're 30 and it it includes shipping. Nice. You have the Black Brew ones and then you also have the Barista Life LA. Um, shirt, the logo shirt. So those are available now. Is that the caffeine molecule? Yes. I love that one. That one's sick. Yes, yes. yes. So those, yeah, those are available now. Um, We will be coming out with some other merch soon. Um, Yeah, it's just plugging away every day. (laughs) My question, uh, Lenisa, what what are you most looking forward to about Hustler's Cup opening? Um, just being, being able to bring like specialty coffee to this community. Like I like literally right next door is a barber shop, and like every day they come and ask me, do you have any coffee ready for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, I, de- I, I am definitely brewing coffee if you would like some, but, um, yeah, they're excited. I think of just being able to open the doors and, and welcome people in like a safe space. Um, I mean, I, like, I, I don't, I drive off of you know, being behind the bar and making drinks. So for it to be my own spot, I think it's just, it's extra. like I make all my drinks with love, trust me, I do. But like, this is just like, I am taking, you know, extra detail to make sure that, you know, it has the Lenisa signature on it. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm just really excited to just show I can do it. Just start off again. See what happens. So hyped for that. That's so yes. good. It's like yeah, when like when the when like the neighbors are just coming in every day, being like, "Is the coffee ready?" Like that's right. so exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's coming. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. coming. Unreal. Well, I'll. Uh, I'm just gonna call it call it there because uh, this has been awesome uh, an awesome conversation I was <laughs> as Ben slowly slides off the couch <laughs> uh, so uh, Lenisa Kat Ben thank you so much for taking the time out of uh, your busy schedules and uh, to, to chat with each other to chat with me and just have a fun conversation and uh, I hope you all enjoy the rest of your nights and uh, everybody thank you for listening Go check out 
process, coffee people zine, hustlers cup, barista life, LA, give them a follow, purchase things, support, share it, yes. do all the good stuff. Uh, cause these are three legends right here in the coffee community. So thanks so much to you. Uh, thanks so much, you guys. Thank you. Thanks Legend. for having me. This was fun. Thank you, awesome. Mark. And everybody listening, we'll catch you next time on Pass the Brew. Well, everyone, I hope that you enjoyed our second iteration of the shop table. I love these podcasts. They are a little bit trickier because my internet sucks. So the group ones make it a little bit harder, but uh, they're just the most fun. Uh, it's yeah, it's just so much easier because there's so many different opinions and conversations just happen so easy. I love doing the one-on-one podcast because you get to know people, but these group ones are just a great way to get community, to connect people who maybe haven't connected before and to, yeah, create groups of friends. So uh, I was really hyped about today's podcast. I hope you were as well. And again, go support these people. So Ben is, uh, his uh, Instagram handle is at process, which is at PR underscore CESS on Instagram. It's a pink logo. You can't miss it. Uh, Coffee People Zine, go follow that for sure. That's Kat's um, business. It's incredible. Uh, And Hustler's Cup and Barista Life LA, Portland Nisa. Go and give these people a follow. They're doing incredible things. And yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about this episode. I will catch you next time on Pass the Brew. And I'm just so happy that you all are listening you make this all worthwhile. So we'll see you next time.